everyone. Welcome to Pro Squatter Brews. This is the podcast where we do a review while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And we're we're back after a little hiatus. Yeah, it was a little bit. We've been uh we've been quarantined for the the coronavirus that's out there now. We just couldn't record. Yeah, I mean we we tried a couple times and you know just things just weren't clicking between the virus and just stuff that was going on in our own personal lives. Like we're back though. Yeah. We're back with a new review of both a beer and a movie. So what movie are we reviewing today, Dave? Today we are reviewing the movie The Way Back. Yes. But uh so I mean since that we saw this last weekend, but like I mean you know, we've kind of been gone for a few weeks, so any updates you want to let our uh, listeners know about, Dave? What's been going on with you? I'm moving out. i got a new spot. That's kind of exciting stuff. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, no, nothing really. Did you start packing yet? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I was packed last minute. Like it's. Yeah. Well, it's like our uh, our lease starts at the end of April, and we, I just found out about this this week, so just, try, really just trying to figure it I mostly did what I was doing was... I gut up my closet. I'm going in mm-hmm. as a minimalist to yeah. this new spot. You getting rid of anything? Like any old clothes? Oh, or? I just threw out three bags of clothes. Oof. Yeah. 90% of it was clothes that shrunk in the wash and just don't fit because they shrunk in the wash. Yeah. And the other was like the small margin where like I finally outgrew like the awkward, like between you, you wear a medium or a large and like mm-hmm. I'm just now like all I wear is large now. So yeah. yeah. I figured I just want to start fresh with the new wardrobe. So in your clothes, when you're going through your closets, and to kind of keep the basketball theme, did you find any of your old CYO jerseys? I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Did you throw them out or you keep them? No, I kept them. My, okay. my intention okay. is when I built the man cave, I'm going to shadow box them to commemorate my 0 and 160, I think 3 or 4, wherever it is, like record. I've Yeah. My tenure at St. David's. Be proud of that. Yeah. What was, um? I was going to say, what was what was the number you always went with? Um, I always liked 11. 11, okay. 11 is, is a significant number, mm-hmm. but I always had like 6, 22, yeah. but I, I always stuck with 11. All right. What was your number? Did you have a number? I don't think I cared enough to really <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't think we, we've only, we, we've only played on like one or two teams together in like all our years year together. I remember played, yeah, we played, yeah, I think so, just once. I mean, we were on soccer team one couple times. But, oh yeah, with yeah. The, yeah with the different coach. Yeah, but most of the time, my dad was coaching. My for me, your dad was a good coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Your dad made me feel a lot better that I was so bad. You know. <laughs> no, he he just didn't really care. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, well, he cared. He cared, but like, mm-hmm. you know, he was all about having the fun and all that kind of stuff, which it should be. Yeah, yeah. It's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's the attitude Ben Affleck would take, though. No, not in this he movie. Was, no, oh my god. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that's a, that's a throwback. Thinking back to CYO, yeah. I was, I was never good at sports. I was swimming was my sport. Like, I was good at swimming. Yeah, I, Basketball, I yeah soccer, I joined I, was... I joined swimming like back like toward the end of my career. Mm-hmm. I was like they they were begging for for yeah. for boys to play. Yeah, yeah. Just to get have a team. Yeah, just so that was fun. I did that more so for the social aspect though. Yeah. I was gonna say just so they could finish off the. Uh, the B, you know. Well, not even B. I remember they begged us, begged my brother and I to do swim team. Mm-hmm. And especially around like when champs came around, they're like, you need to, we, we, we need you in the worst way. And I thought like, wow, this is great. I just started and like, yeah, all yeah. right, let's, let's go. And then I, you go to champs at like mm-hmm. seven in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I was there for, I was there for one fucking yeah. race. It was at 1230 mm-hmm. in the afternoon mm-hmm. and it was a C, it was like a C race. So it didn't even count for anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
I always attribute that to like just never being able to sleep in. I feel. Yeah. Because it was just like especially in the up, summer, yeah. you had to get up so early for school, and then the summer it was just like you were up seven a.m. to get to practice. But you know what I remember with that? Like going home at like you would practice at like six or seven in the morning, get mm-hmm. home at nine. Yeah. Honestly, I watched either Degrassi oh. or Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. yeah, Degrassi was on. I watched Scrubs a lot too. That was always oh Scrubs. Scrubs was a yeah. great show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Throwback. Degrassi was on there too. But yeah, you you just get up, you would swim, and then you'd go home, and just take a nap. And then I don't know. It was it was good. I miss those days. Uh, the, the sleep after after a morning practice was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slept like a baby. It was good. The sleep after a meet. After oh yeah. A Tuesday or Thursday night meet. Oh yeah. Oof. Well, I think our grand achievement for that one last thing was our uh, our Lenape Valley win, our yeah. relay. Mm-hmm. That was clutch. We did, yeah, yeah. Folks, we we never won anything. No. Le who? The her. This was, like, this was a win for, for Matt and Dave right for, there. Absolutely. And the other two that were on there. We won't name drop them, but mm. they contributed. I, um, car- I carried the breaststroke. That was my stroke. That was backstroke, man. There was a lot of pressure. I had to start yeah, it like, Kudos to you. Because yeah. I remember when I would do backstroke, I would wind up in a different lane. And then your dad was a judge, and he always just disqualified me. Your dad yeah, was quick yeah. with disqualifying people. I, you know what I liked with my dad is doing the judging was like he didn't like he didn't give like me or like my siblings any oh. special treatment. <laughs> yeah, like, right. He would always be like... I was horrible at breaststroke. I would always my feet. I could never get like the the frog thing going. Oh yeah, I was awesome at backstroke. Though. That was my stroke. You know, yeah. Oh, I thought my career was gonna what? run short because I tried doing a flip turn in my bathtub when I was pra- just to practice, and I think I like, I remember like tearing my shoulder up. <laughs> what is the matter with you? It's a big bathtub. No, it was it was it was a small like it was a small porcelain one. Like there's no there's no, no need for anyone to be trying yeah. that. Don't there, try doing a flip turn in your bad There was a lot of pressure, though, with the... I mean, flip turns in general, but, like, there was a lot of pressure with a backstroke flip turn. Yeah. you had to do... What was it, like, three strokes, and then you did the turn. Sometimes it was too early, and then if you did it too late, you were scraping your back on the side of the pool. Oh, yeah. And that killed. Or just slamming your head in the wall. I always looked at the yeah. flags, and I did, like, I counted to five once I saw the flags. Yeah. One, that was my cue. Two, three, yeah. Something like that. And then you had to stay straight. Because sometimes you'd be knocking into the you know the lanes, but I miss swimming. That's a great exercise. Oh yeah, that was. This is probably in like my best shape when I was doing that. Yeah, and that you know what's funny with swimming too, and this is actually you know we're not reviewing the way back. We're just going to review the childhood sports that me and Dave did. The the swimming not much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the swimming season, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the swimming season. <laughs> Before college. Because it was like you were in this weird limbo of like I graduated high school. I'm done with all those activities, but I'm still on the swim team that I've been doing since I was like six years old. Right. You know, it was like kind of like your last, you know, the last thing you remember from, you know. Yeah. Before college, I guess. But, yeah. But even just going to like the the wire or something like that, like swimming's great. If I could, I would do it all day. It's a great exercise, yeah. Very limited gyms have swim, you know, swimming pools. Well, we we'll probably won't anymore with this coronavirus that's going out there around yeah, there now. Yeah. Is your work doing anything about it? Not that I know of. I mean, with with my line of work, I'm, I have the capability of working from home. Yeah. But I just don't know if like I'm not worried about myself because if I if I have to, I can. Mm-hmm. But like the company as a whole, I don't know of any like there's certain departments I can't work from home. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. I, I think it's just that people don't know enough about it, you know? So it's kind of like you're kind of scared of that unknown 
factor. Well, it's viral, so there really isn't a cure for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what scares me is when you hear that stuff, like, um, like around our area, like the doctor. That doctor, yeah, that's who, the, like, the worst that person was, that you have to get it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, figures like that kind of scare me. Colleges, man, they're all going virtual. Yeah. Where was that when we were in college? I know. Can you, sophomore year, can you imagine if that happened? Watch well, first it. of all, we wouldn't be on campus, actually. They would have taken us Right. Off. But, like, they, but we like, didn't have to leave campus. Watching, like, Breaking Bad and, like, doing typing a paper, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> that's what, that would have been me. Be able to catch up on a lot of my shows. A lot of my programs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the struggle. Yeah. But, no, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But um, have you been watching anything new? Anything on TV? Any movies? <laughs> movies? Yeah. No, I haven't. Nothing? That's, I've been kind of focused on this move for now. I mean, we saw the way back on Sunday. Yeah, we did, yeah. Sunday matinee. It was nice. Yeah. Theater uh, Theater was actually decently crowded. Yeah. They all are. Like, every time we've gone, like, we've gone to see a couple of these movies. Remember, like, the Doctor Sleep we saw on, like, a Tuesday night? Oh, that was packed. It was packed, yeah. yeah. On a Tuesday night! Yeah, Tuesday night, because we saw that in Ford v. Ferrari the one Tuesday. And that was packed, too. They give us that nice big theater. Yeah. The one we go to. We go to an AMC, guys, if anyone wants to know. Most of the time. The Regal's overpriced. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, um, I like that Penn Cinema. Where we saw Knives Out. Penn Cinema's nice, yeah. I, I'm not crazy about, and I don't know if I'm going to shoot us in the foot if we ever get this as a sponsor, but, um, oh, what are they called? The, um, the ones you can go to and eat, eat at. Oh, the movie tavern. Movie taverns. I'm not, like, no. I don't know. I, I don't want to go to a movie and eat a burger, eat a whole pizza. Well, you know, you know, I always get popcorn. That's like my thing when I go to the movies. Right but when you walk in, you get a large corn. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's my staple. Like, yeah, I love popcorn, but like movie theater popcorn is just like my guilty pleasure. The cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. Yeah, but I remember sitting at the movie tavern, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, I got a, I got a tall pint and and some popcorn. Like this is really shouldn't it doesn't mix well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't go together. Yeah, but I got a cheesy there the first time, and I just wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, it's uh, but but at the same time too, you're eating this like sloppy sandwich, and it's in the dark. I don't know. Yeah, why are you focusing on the movie, right? Um, the so brews and the reviews. One of the other things, folks, too, is we're going the Flyers this Saturday. That's um, right. If it's pending, pending, I, I hope yeah, it still happens. But well, know. I'm concerned because like we bring the coronavirus again. The NCAA tournament is not going to have an audience. Yeah, which like fucking sucks. Like. Yeah. Big sports spectacles. Like, the fans bring it together. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, going to say, I think I, that's definitely going to impact the teams, how they play. Oh, yeah. Because I think that kind of, you know. Well, um, but. LeBron said that he's not going to play if there's no fans. Really? Yeah. Wow. Let's put his foot down. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. He's putting his foot down on a lot of stuff. Remember, he had a lot of choice words to say about the MLB and the, uh, the Astros cheating scandal. Really? But he's like one of like few people outside of baseball that was like like celebrities that's like talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You don't hear too many outside of baseball, right? Right. Yeah. Well, he's also. Um, I always forget he's getting ready for that Space Jam too. Space Jam too. I don't know if they've started filming that. And possible like run a presidency. Well, I didn't hear they that. say he might be running for president. Really? Mm-hmm. Who's is his running mate going to be? Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie. <laughs> She's a degenerate. We were talking about her earlier. <laughs> Folks, we were watching a show and Rosie O'Donnell showed up, so Dave and I dug into her uh, filmography. Harriet the Spy is her best film. Harriet the Spy. <laughs> Voice work in Tarzan. 
That was very that. sweet of you. Trash in a camp, yeah. I forgot about that. She was kind of like, after Tarzan, I felt like she's... I, I didn't see her in anything after that. She's always popular for her, her meltdown on The View with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Yeah. What, what happened with that? What was that? I just just cat fighting on on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Stupid stupid politics gets involved in everything. Yeah. But uh, so guys, we do have a beer to review tonight. Yeah, on tap today we have the Ring the Bell Unfiltered Pilsner. This is from Conshohocken Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Ring this bell. We like them a lot. They got some good stuff there. They're good. They're good. So I figured with this one, guys, with from this being the way back, you know, ring the bell, very Sixers themed. So why not, right? That was very ingenious of you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was it was tough because I was at the distributor and I was like, "What beer to get tonight? What beer to get?" I saw this and I was just like, "There you go." Um, one thing I will say though is I'm a little worried opening this because this did fall out of the fridge right when I went to go get it and it got dented a little bit, but. <laughs> We're going to see how it goes. Okay. you got to do the post-credit crack. Oh, uh, yeah, there, there's no, there ain't no stopping us. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. Ooh, that was good. Okay, but, so um, let's go way back and talk about the way back. Let's jump into it. One thing, though. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it, yeah. we're, we're not going to give away like total spoilers, but mm-hmm. you know you know what we're going to say. Just Yeah, yeah. Tune in, but you know, just know that we're gonna be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Grab a ring the bell, sit on your couch, watch it. Just have a good time with it. So, what did you think of this movie, Dave? You know, I thought it was very, very basic. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of complexity to this movie at all. Yeah, it was a simple watch. Mm-hmm. It was a simple watch, and I. Movies like this, I feel like th- this should have been a Netflix movie. Oh, yeah, straight to Netflix. Um, and there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it should be a Netflix movie, but I'm just saying like, you don't think it warranted like the big box office that it that it got? Somewhat, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I don't. This didn't make too much money. I think it made like eight and a half million. Just well, let me ask you: Do you think it got the theater thing because of Ben Affleck being in it? Yeah, but I think Ben Affleck and Gavin O'Connor. He's a pretty, uh, you know, I would say he's a big director. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think Ben. Aff- but Ben Affleck's done a lot of Netflix movies. Um, I think he's done like two in the past year. He had that Triple Frontier. I haven't seen that. And uh, it was good. I liked it. And then he he had another one too, but um, that came out recently. But I thought this was a good movie. It was. Uh, it. One thing I will say is when it started, I can remember it just. Uh, it was kind of sad. Like, it was just this guy goes to work, drinks. Like, they, they make it really clear from the beginning of the movie, this guy's got a drinking problem. And then you see him interacting with his family, and then that's when you start kicking in with the, uh, you know, them wanting him to coach basketball. Yeah. For this this high school, high school team. And uh, once they started doing that, I started getting really invested in the movie. Like, seeing him interact with the kids, seeing him, like, coach, all that. Um, and then toward the end of the movie, they just do that flip where it's just like, it's just kind of like a sad watch. I mean, they, they go dark later in the movie. They do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you kind of felt the same way about it or not. No, I agree with you. Like when you you see the opening, they really honed in on him being this drinker, this big raging alcoholic. Yeah. And 
the whole time I'm thinking, well, we're going to find out why. There's probably some kind of big dramatic thing that happened to him. There's a reason behind it. Is it going to be his wife? It's going to be his kid? Like You, you don't know what it's going to be, but you know that it's going to be like the big thing that brings everything together. And, big reveal. And yeah. it's, you're going to make feel sympathetic about it because if not, you, like, he's just a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. There's got to be something behind it. You know, they got to get that, like, emotional connection with you and the character. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from the beginning, I mean, yeah, even, like, when you saw him, like, talking with his sister and just getting super defensive and all that, it'd be interesting to watch it again and to kind of realize, like, where he's coming from with this. Right. When you see the end of the movie. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I thought the highlight was him in the coaching, you know? Yeah. Which, which again, I felt like was just kind of, like, stuck right in the middle between these other like two really serious pieces you know what this movie did really well it kind of reminded me of flight with denzel washington okay meets coach carter good call i i've only seen half of coach carter but i i, I yeah I, I like that but like with coach carter it was all about the team all about the basketball and with flight it was all about the drinking so drinking problem it it, yeah. it this movie kind of brought those two major elements together. Like I was kind of skeptical about how they were gonna have him connect and turn this team around. Yeah, and they did it in a, in a pretty nice way. Like mm-hmm. even just the small touches that they did. Like, do you remember in the movie when they would like, for example, like they're is it's a pregame. They're warmed up, warming up, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it was actually kind of funny. Ben Affleck was like. Turn guys, all right, let's go get the win. And then it just freezes, and you just see the score at the bottom of the screen. I liked that. Yeah. After each game, it was like the score, and it was like really bad at first, and then they started playing well. Yeah. But it would show like one of their players maybe missing a basket, and then it would just show the score right after that. So like, mm-hmm. it was a quick, like, it was a cool it way of transitioning, yeah. like, time. Yeah. You know, it was good. To, I agree with that. I also liked the way that they showed the basketball in this movie. Like, I felt like most sports movies, it's tough to follow, or it's like, oh, yeah. You can't follow the game as much whereas like i felt like with this movie it was kind of easy to be able to see them playing the game and, and all that yeah this movie focused on the game without actually focusing on the game because mm-hmm. there was a bigger point to the movie than th- yeah. than that and i also felt like the, the kids on the team were very like believable yeah like believable like for one part i felt like they didn't look like they were like 35 years old like you usually see in these movies you know yeah 40 year old playing this right. high school right. kid they all look like they could be in high school but also, I just felt like the the different kids they had on the team. Like you had that one kid who was, um, you know, like the who maybe didn't see his full potential. And Ben Affleck tried to bring him out of that. And his name was Brandon in the movie. Um, yeah, he was like, like, he was like, like the Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. And then you had like the showboater, and you had the one kid that got kicked off the team, like, the arrogant kid that got kicked off the team, exactly. that got brought back in. And I felt like the way he the way he went up to. I mean, first I thought it was kind of weird that he just went to his house. Yeah, kind of weird. But the way that he kind of asked to be put back on the team, I was just like, that is exactly how a kid would react. Right. Like he wouldn't try to take any, um, like any like responsibility. He would just try and like make an excuse, like you know, my mom wants me. And then he actually starts like breaking down. He's like, look, I need this. I need this. Right. Um, which is good because I feel like a lot of these like movies and TV shows that try to do this, it's just it comes off as really like fake and you know right just generic whereas like with this movie again i felt like it was really believable you know these kids and they had some of the comical stuff like the what was the one kid's name was chubbs who's always doing the dance yeah and that was funny when he was just like we're not doing that he's like we win some games we can do that again <laughs> you know who was the standout it was uh the parish's priest that came uh, to all the games yeah 
<laughs> yeah, he was. Just, I remember like looking at you in the when he's like in the locker room and he kicks a potato kid off the team, and I was like, "What's the priest doing in there?" <laughs> yeah, it, it, especially in twenty twenty, you see a priest in a locker room, really, yeah. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be like showing that. Yeah, yeah. But that was funny though, and him trying to tell like Ben Affleck to tone it down, you know, throughout the movie. You know how why I found that guy so funny? It's because I had a college professor that looked and sounded and preached just like him, just like that. So yeah. I just thought about vision like that professor because I that Every professor action. did give one of the kids in my class that speech like you really shouldn't be cursing. Yeah, like yeah. gave him that whole speech in front of everybody. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, this is such a flashback. <laughs> you have that like relatability almost. Right. Right. Yeah. And I like the assistant coach a lot too. I thought that actor was was you know, he played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. You could tell, and, and again, like I said, we were getting into spoilers, but you can kind of tell he he saw the impact that I guess Ben Affleck was having on these kids, and but he also kind of could notice he was going through some shit. So he's that first thing where he's like, "Man, I saw some beer cans in there. You want to tell me anything?" Yeah. So he and that then, that's that's like the, like the the first straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. But I think the one, you know, the one that did break is when, when you once you find out the revelation of like why he Ben Affleck's character is this drinker, mm-hmm. he does go on a, on a binge after this thing triggers him, and That's then he right. and then he sleeps in and misses practice, but then runs to the the yeah. runs to the basketball court with them, and he's drunk. He smells the he smells the alcohol on them. The yeah. kids smell the alcohol on them, and mm-hmm. that was that was a straw that broke the camel's back. But yeah. I kind of wish they showed that that friction or, or like that from like the assistant coach and him a little mm-hmm. bit more because it was just a one confrontation in the, in the not a confrontation but just like a comment hey like i saw beer cans don't let it happen again yeah and then to just i, I gotta tell the priest mm-hmm. to get you, get you off the team like, yeah. i wish there was a little bit more between them more stuff yeah yeah i mean i that must have been a tough situation for him to be you know to have to like say that but yeah you played off the role of like not wanting the job very well too he was like yeah i'm just here like because like the school needs me like Ben. Yeah. Well, it was, no, no, no. The assistant coach. Oh, the assistant coach. Yeah. Why? Well, I. I he, yeah. No. It was. Yeah. He was kind of like, look, they needed someone, so I just told him I'd fill in. Um, I thought you were gonna say, well, Ben Affleck, his name's Jack in the movie, but uh, I was gonna say he seemed really hesitant to want to take the job too, and I don't. Were, were we to believe that he took the job? He called drunk because remember he's just he's doing that whole system. He's. Taking a beer from the fridge, putting one in the freezer, taking it from the fridge. Oh yeah, and he and, he, and, and he's and while he's doing that, he's practicing what yeah. he's the phone call that he's gonna give to the priest saying, I don't want it, I don't want the job and then he mm-hmm. wakes up and he just takes it. Yeah. I was a little confused by that. That yeah, and I wasn't sure if we were led to believe that he left him like a drunk voicemail or something or I don't know. Yeah. That would have been a cool way to do it. I remember him just waking up like mm-hmm. to the, a voice from him saying, Thank you for for offer, I'll see you Monday. Like, oh shit, now I gotta do this. Yeah, yeah. And I think one other thing to bring up too is like he was kind of this like um, this like all star back when he played at this school. Oh yeah, he was an icon. Like yeah. people, people like thought he was going to be like the next great thing. Mm-hmm. And then what does he say? He's like, you know, my dad really didn't care about me until he saw that I was a good basketball player. Yeah, but um, which I didn't think they really delved into too much. I mean, I don't think they have too much time to, to be able to do it. But... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a, some breaking news. Breaking, the NBA has announced that the season is being suspended following the positive coronavirus test of a Utah Jazz player. The NBA season is over as of right now. Jeez. That's crazy. Like, completely. There's no more games. 
Wow. Let me check the Twitter feed. Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. Really? Does he? I don't. I don't know if it's true or not. But ah, God. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're diving into some. No. Yeah. It says Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks says he has coronavirus. Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. We're learning this live right now while we're recording. Like wow. it doesn't it doesn't hold the impact now that since we're going to be editing the, editing this later. But the NBA season suspended. Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. Our pets' heads are falling off. Holy shit! That's wild. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Live on the air, boys, guys. Whatever. Oh my god. Dude, I think our, we're not, we might not get our hockey game in. Uh, we'll still have a weekend down this, you know. You know who I'm worried about? Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He's old. So listen, so listen to how this impacts the Sixers. Utah played Detroit. Tonight's Sixers opponent at the Wells Fargo Center on March 7th. That was four days ago. Wow. And that was at Wells Fargo too, right? What's up? That was at Wells Fargo, yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. NHL is definitely going to... That is crazy, dude. You know how much money... This is scary. Like, This is kind of scary. Well, with all this news coming in right now, I think this is a good time that we, uh, we take a break, yeah. and we'll be back to continue the reveal. Hey folks, so us here at Post Credit Brews are doing something different with our beer reviews. We have sent Dave out into the field to just kind of test out some of these beers, see how people like them, you know, see their reactions. So I think this is going to work well. So this was Dave. He did go out uh, a couple days ago, just tested this beer out just to see how it was. So I hope you enjoyed the segment. Hey folks, this is Dave from Postpetter Brews. I'm here reviewing the Ring the Bell Unfiltered Pilsner from Conjunhagen Brewing Company. I was told that I have to go out and, and get, get some field reveal for what this beer tastes like and what the public thinks about it. So naturally, I'm an ex PA. I actually stumbled into a corner bar called Diamond's Era, and I'm just trying to get some public feedback. I come across this guy sitting at the corner bar. What do you think about this beer? You know, I don't drink too many of these uh, IPAs or Pilsners or whatever you want to call them. But, uh, you know, I like my Coors Light. I like my Bud Light. Anything with a light at the end of it. And this just don't have it. So you think I'm going to like this beer? I think it was pretty good. You know, weighing in at 5.2% alcohol, it's something that you can have a couple of them but not really feel buzzed. Is it free? Nothing is free in America, sir. No, man. Is it free? There's nothing free. No, this is not free. How much am I paying for this beer? I don't know. If it comes in like a six-pack or an eight-pack, it probably goes somewhere between like 11 and $12. Can I get a taste? Yeah, I'll, I'll get... Here, take, take a sip of this. What do you think of that? That crisp. 
That's it's crisp, crisp right? That's that, that, that's exactly what I thought that, too. That does not taste like an IPA. That tastes like a mix of a Coors Light, a Bud Light, and a Miller Light. And you take all the lights together and you put them in that. That, that don't taste like crap beer, sir. How many lights have you had today, sir? I've had a few. Yeah, You've had, had a few. few? Yeah, I watched NASCAR earlier today, and I'm just, I'm feeling it, man. All right. Well, thank you for your opinion. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna keep walking down toward the Who's end of the, and I'm gonna keep walking in toward the end of this bar, and. Obviously, this guy is a, is a connoisseur in the art of IPAs and all things beer. So let's just keep moving down to the moving down the bar. Hi, Miss. What's your name? My name is Loretta. Hi, Loretta. My name is Dave. I do a podcast, Post Credit Brews. Have you ever heard of it? No. We review movies and TV shows and beer, and which is why I'm here right now. I had the beer called Ring the Bell, do, do and it's unfiltered. Have you ever reviewed Florida Man Ashore? No. No. My daughter is on that, Little Miss Minnie Mouse Smith, and I could not be happier with her. But what do you want? Well, I, I got this beer with me right now, and I'm just trying to get the public opinion's feedback so, so I can bring it back to the podcast and talk about it. It's Ring the Bell, unfiltered Pilsner from Conchahawka Brewing Company. Well, sir, I'm drinking white wine tonight. Well, you honestly well, want me to change it up? Well, that's another thing. Like... This is a beer that's inviting for beer drinkers and wine drinkers alike. So I have some free samples. If you like, I can give you one right now if you want to try it. You know, I love the unifying message that you're bringing here. You're telling me, I'm drinking wine, you're drinking beer, let's come together. That's great. Now that's great. Now now that I have your attention, do I have a moment to talk to you about Jesus Christ? Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, obviously she... She likes. She does not like the beer that we're talking about. So let's just move down to the bar again, sir. Sir, what's your name? Is William. Hi, William. My name is Dave. I'm from Postcredit Brews. How are you? Yeah, doing quite well this evening. How are you? Are you doing a Dick Cheney impression, or is that just the way you talk? I believe this is. Cool. Anyway, I, I'm here with Post Credit Brews, and I have a beer that we're reviewing, and I'm just trying to get the public's opinion on it. So, I have the Ring the Bell Unfiltered Pilsner with me, and I just want to—I'm going to give you a free sample. I just want to know what you think of it. Well, the the uh, the role of an IPA is mostly a heavy beer, but if we could come to a, uh, a lighter. And maybe we could uh, come to an agreement. You see, I don't know if you're doing just. Are you, are you Dick Cheney or are you just. Why are you talking like this? The, uh, the way we talk. And if you do not like it, then you can get that closer in my face. But I am telling you, I am willing to try right now. Okay, yeah, here. What do, you, what do you think of it? That is a crisp finish. I would never have thought that was a uh, IPA. Do or you, a, it is a Pilsner. Do you taste a little bit of the hops in it at all? Or like, do you taste it, but it, like for me when I taste it, it doesn't seem like it's overbearing. Do not. It goes down smooth. It... it, it you put the nail in the coffin. It, it tastes really smooth. 
Dave. I uh, really appreciate the help that you have given me a uh, free beer. Okay, well, so we're not going to put hands on shoulders now. So we're just going to move this over here. Dude, where'd you get that bucket of chestnuts from? Alright, whatever. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Alright. So, Matt, I, I, I've done a couple couple interviews. I, I People seem to like the beer from the overall impression I got from it that it's it's a pilsner that people don't believe it's a pilsner. It's an IPA that don't people don't think it's an IPA. People seem to believe that it's just just it, your run-of-the-mill simple beer. It's got a nice crisp finish, not too hoppy, not too overbearing. It, the the flavors inviting just as well as the can. The can's really cool. It's got a nice retro throwback to Philadelphia with the Liberty Bell blue and yellow like the. Uh, like, like the old school sports used to have. There's a cool guy on the on the bike for the Conchahaga Brewing Company, just hanging out there. Go where the path takes you. I like that saying a lot. Like I said, weighing in at 5.2% alcohol. This is something that I, I would keep in my fridge, just on on the weekend. You know, I, I you can throw a couple of these back and still enjoy yourself. But like I always say, don't drink and drive. This is something that we preach here in Perth Credit Brews. Be safe. Wash your hands. Have a good time. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. Okay, so back to our regularly scheduled broadcasting. Is there any scenes in this movie that kind of stuck out to you? What scene stuck out to me? Oh, I liked you pointing out the whole... um, like when they would show when they would show the scores. So like I said, anything with like the basketball games that they showed. Um, and again, I felt like the way like Ben or Jack kind of like interacted with the kids on the team, I thought was good. Outside of that, though, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, it, it was tough to watch. Like there were some scenes that were tough to watch. One of them being like when he was in the bar. Like when he would be in the bar, because I just felt like. That was such, like, an enabling environment for him. Oh, right. You know? And it was just, it, it wasn't good. Can I say, though, when there's the one time they, because, like, the, they showed that he's a regular. Like, mm-hmm. a couple of scenes, you see him driving in, into the parking lot for the bar, going in. Yeah. And then one of the patrons carrying him back to his, to his place. Mm-hmm. So when he finally gets on the team and unexplained, something triggers in him saying, mm-hmm. I got to change my act. He yeah. goes, pulls up to the bar. Mm-hmm. Looks in and drives away. Yeah. Doesn't really explain how he came to that, that kind of feeling. Yeah. It's a little thrown off by that. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of want a more depth toward that. He just wanted a drink, you know? I don't know. Well, no, no, I'm saying, like, when the one time when he yeah. went there and then he drove away. He drove away. Yeah. He, they really didn't like, explain, like, the mm-hmm. trigger that said, I, I got to stop this. Yeah. Yeah. But when he would go in, it was just. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, he, he just drank. And we can talk about this a little more when we start getting into our Ben Affleck discussion. But I think the circumstances surrounding his personal life, Ben Affleck's, mm-hmm. kind of played well into this movie. I think I'm it sure. kind of it kind of helped him get. He, he was pretty much not in character. He was pretty much playing mm-hmm. himself. I'm sure from, from really, what from what he's um, accounted. Really personal story for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, yeah, it was uh, like I say. Yeah, I think it meant a lot for him to do this. But um, then what's one thing I want to say? The job he had as, like, what was he doing, like, construction or something? 
Man, I mean, I hate heights, but like, I mean, he was drinking on the job. Oh he was yeah, really high up. Did you ever see that picture of like the old school, the old time photo of like the construction worker sitting on on one of the beams hanging over like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. whether it's like the Empire State Building or something, yeah, like and they're just yeah. eating sandwiches. Yeah, it's like how could you even focus on like sitting there and just yeah. like looking around? I get dizzy just looking at that. Right. Yeah, that like that freaks me out. Yeah. And that was another thing. Like he, he had the cooler in his car, mm-hmm. and he, he filled like the the stainless steel like on mm-hmm. tumbler with with Vodka, liquor right, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he was just a habitual drinker. Like mm-hmm. every yeah, like I said, that whole fridge routine he had. And I think Take what was beer, put one in the freezer. Right. And I think like with with the way they portrayed it with him, it was more more natural. It wasn't like the big like. Like storing your words and then being a big, be a big ass. Besides the yeah. one, besides the end when he really, really goes off the deep end. Yeah. But it was more just like a quiet, like mm-hmm. taken back depression. Yeah. You know, you could you could just tell the pain on his face. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point because I, I, you know, you could tell there was something behind it. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't just. But I will say though, when he was in public, like he interacted with his nieces and nephews very well, mm-hmm. with his sister very well. Yeah. With yeah. the priest, like he, when he was in public, he. He put on a show, and I think yeah. that's like the realism that like they brought with like his alcoholism into this. Yeah, it's yeah. because like if you like look at the people around you, like, you don't know like if like people you interact with every day go home mm-hmm. and like or they just chugged the chugged like mm-hmm. a third like in their car before they came out to hang out with you. Like yeah, people are just like sometimes like if you if you're off the deep end that that mm-hmm. far, like you can really play it all very well. That's a great point. Yeah. To kind of be able to just go about your entire day, like, being completely, you know, sloshed. I mean, I'm sure his tolerance was super high, just the amount he was drinking. But, like, you know, he we was were, able to just interact fine. We were trying to find the beer that he was drinking to, to review for this, but yeah, I think it was just some kind of generic domestic. Icy cold, bohemia-style beer. What was it called? Let me, let me look that up, see if we can find that. Do you think you can find the answer to that? This is the first time anyone's ever Google searched this. Ben Affleck. It kind of looked, looked like a Budweiser, but it was like Way a red and white can. Beer in movie. It was probably generic. I'd say it was probably like a like a Miller or something like that. Yeah. Where's this movie set? It's in California, I think. It is. A, he. I was trying to figure that out, too. Normally with the Ben Affleck movies, I just assume it's in Boston. Yeah. I think I just assumed it was in Boston, so... I don't think we're going to find this, Dave. Maybe when people see this when it comes on demand, but... Well, if you if you do find it, just um, ring the bell. Ring this bell! <laughs> <laughs> what else are they saying? Is Tom Hanks okay? Doesn't Tom Hanks live in Italy, I think? You know how much money the NBA has just lost? I know, well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I feel like all the money, like, festivals closing, like the NBA. Like, I don't think I just impact that. It impacts, like, everything, you know? It's scary. Do you know how much I would hate being at Temple? I don't know. Like, I think that would mess me up having to do online class. Westchester is done for the year. Yeah. That's wild. God, this fucking coronavirus, man. What the hell is going on? It's scary. Look, Tom Hanks actually—he posted on on his thing. They're in Australia. Is that his Graham? Yeah. Jeez, scary shit. 
where he felt a bit tired, like we had colds and some body aches, Reed had some chills that came and went, slight fevers too. We're now with the unit. Just for coronavirus and we're found positive. We Hanks will be tested. <laughs> oh, yeah, if something happens to Tom Hanks. We're we're doing an something happens to Tom Hanks, we're doing an entire episode dedicated to him. I mean we we should do it an episode dedicated to Hanks, but like Oh call, call it it's all in the Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> See we get Tim Allen on the show. <laughs> You know what I like about Tim Allen? Hmm. He's like he's like full right, yeah. but he doesn't like. He's not in your face about it. He only talks about it if you bring it up to him. If you ask him a question, exactly. And that's the way it should be. I respect that. Yeah. You know what? I was listening to a podcast today. You know what they said? Like you know, Tim Allen was in in jail for a little bit in like the eighties, and they they said he just like ratted all these people out, and like that's how he was able to like get out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just the biggest rat. To infinity beyond. Yeah. You're mocking me, aren't you? I mean, that was like way before him improvement in Toy Story, so. Right. Yeah. Worked out for him, right? Um, he just wanted that. He just wanted Last Man Standing. That's his grand achievement. Wait, it's a good show. Have you watched it? it? It's like it's like a generic like. It reminds me of like those '90s shows. Yeah. It's not remake. Well, I didn't never watch it because it was they had it on Friday nights, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's the worst spot for you to be on for a sitcom." Well, I think it was originally on ABC, and now it's on Fox, and right? It's on Fox. I think they canceled it, and then Tim Allen complained, saying like, "You just canceled it because I'm a Republican or something." They got um, the one daughter is from Booksmart. Catlin Dever, yeah, she was in Unbelievable. Did you watch that? No. Yeah, that's a you should watch that. That's good. I'm excited for The Last of Us on HBO. Right. Craig Mason doing it. Yeah. Guy did Chernobyl. And wrote the Hangover movies. So, Dave, do you remember the uh, the one coach who was just like, just an asshole? Remember? Oh, yeah, He's yeah. just like, what players? Yeah. So, do you know what that guy's been in? No, I had to see a picture of him. I... Mm-hmm. I, the picture that I'm seeing of him right now, really, he looks pretty old. But... Gulia. Does that name sound familiar to you? Gulia? Yeah. I'm probably going to like... Sl- Gulia? Her name's going to be Julia Gulia? No. Nothing? Nothing. What? He was the guy that Drew Barrymore was going to marry in The Wedding Singer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks, I mean, he looks old now. I mean, again, like granted, like The Wedding Singer's like 22 years old. But Julia Gulia, that's funny. I had no idea. Yeah, show yeah, me. That's him right now. Yeah, that, that, that's what I recognize him to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know if I got a picture of him from the wedding singer. Let me let me get that up. But yeah, I had no idea. It was one of those things where like I'm like, where have I seen that guy before? And then uh, you know, you're able to piece two and two together. Holy shit! Yeah, there he is. It's nothing like him. I could see a little bit, but I, mm-hmm. I, it would not be my first guess. Yeah, yeah. That's a random casting. Yeah, I don't know. Say he's an Argo too. I don't know what he was in Argo. I thought they would, they would have just gotten Robert Duvall. He's like the the go to the QB, like the 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 villain coach. Robert. Duvall. <laughs> Everyone kicking and screaming. <laughs> Can you imagine him coaching high school? 
He's old. He's like 90 years old. He coached, he coached kids and kicking and screaming. That's true. That's an underrated movie. Kicking and screaming is good. Yeah. Yeah, Robert J. Wall is almost, I'm trying to think, he's 89 years old. Yeah. Jeez. Old guy. He's a good actor, though. I mean, was. He is. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still kicking. Uh, so, uh, you got any, any uh, closing thoughts on the movie? Nothing. I I like this movie. It was good. It was like, uh, it was just a simple movie. It was a simple movie, but it was, it, it had complicated elements, you know? Yeah. I, I said at the beginning, easy watch. Mm-hmm. There really was not much to it. Yeah. Like, the big reveal for this was that his son died from cancer, mm-hmm. and it just led to a broken marriage, and... Yeah. It, it was just a trickle-down effect after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, like, impacted him. And you could just see, like, right from, like, when when you find out about it. They did a cool way of showing that, too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of... It was kind of took a while to get to that point. Yeah. But when they got to it, like, I think that's when everything... Once everything started going together, you really got to... See the full picture and get a true understanding of why he is the way he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he... The way Ben acted in that scene was really good. I think when they went to the hospital... To, I guess it was their... It was their friend or something. Yeah. Is that who it was? Yeah. And they got bad news. And then you kind of just saw, like, Ben's reaction. And I think it was just like, you know, I was through this too. I don't want to see anyone else go through this. But it it spurred him to go on just that, like, binge. Yeah, you know. I thought the, I thought the trigger would have been when they went to the cemetery, which was a pretty emotional scene. Yeah, that was really sad too. And yeah. you just hear him say, "I miss you, bud," to mm-hmm. the to his gravestone. I thought that was gonna be when he goes right to the bar, but it was when he saw that the son's friend that was going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what the news was, but you just saw like the like the family behind a, a glass window mm-hmm. and just the doctor talking, and then they just broke down, and then yeah, you could just tell right away that it just wasn't good, and that mm-hmm. that set him off. It was bad news. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was which which makes you, which shows you that he was a good person. Well, he still is a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he just had his his struggles, his own, his own demons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what else I kind of like this movie, and I think you see it a lot with like movies like this. Is I didn't think there was like he was getting better and then he had the relapse. He was getting better than the relapse. I mean, he really wasn't in treatment throughout the entire like two thirds of this movie. He was just like an active alcoholic. Even when he was coaching these kids, which ultimately led to him getting fired, but you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't in treatment until like the end of the movie. So yeah, so when he gets fired, and then that's when he has like the the big mm-hmm. the big meltdown. Yeah, he leaves the bar with a girl. He crashes his car into a boat. Yeah, they uh he try he tries to run and hide, mm-hmm. go to his house, goes into a, a, goes in a wrong house. a wrong house. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Not me, no. You've never like gone into the wrong. I never, I never right? gone into that situation before. Yeah, okay, we don't recommend Have you? It for anyone. No, no, yeah, no. I don't think so. No, I've kind of, t- I've kind of toned down the drinking a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting too fat. I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> it's one of the bad side effects for it, right? Yeah, but yeah, no, I think both Dave and I can. Uh, proudly endorse this movie is a good watch yeah i recommend it for everybody it's 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 not bad mm-hmm. i think it, people might look at this as like a negative review but i think it's pretty positive in like what i would say is if this was on like fx on like a sunday afternoon 
I'm sitting for the entire movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like this is, and again, people might be like, it's not a great review, but I'd be like, yeah, yeah. it would have my attention, you know? Right. So. It, I, I could totally see this be on, on HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would sit down and watch it. Like, it would, you know, it would. Uh, it's a good Netflix and chill film. Uh, not you the, think the chill part? Do a little bit of method acting and just start drinking, you know? <laughs> Uh, don't do that, folks. Don't do that. Just to jump into the method acting, though. I don't, maybe he was met. Well, I, like I said, it's a personal story for him. But let's kind of talk about Ben Affleck a little bit. That's a great segue. Yeah, is it? <laughs> Did you plan that? No. I didn't. Uh, but obviously, we all kind of know he has his, you know, his, his personal his demons struggles outside of of Hollywood. Inside of Hollywood, I don't know what you know. Whatever you look at it, but. Uh, you know, he has his struggles with drinking and all that stuff, and he's kind of, you know, there are times where he's saying he's sober, and then you see a relapse, you see a, a TMZ YouTube video of him, you know, pretty sloshed. Is that insensitive for me to say? He's pretty drunk. I mean, did you see it? I didn't, I didn't see the video, no. He's, he's, he can't stand straight. And it's kind of sad to see. It was like back in October. The thing that showed me that he was going on a downward spiral was getting that, um, the back tattoo of the, of the Phoenix. Oh, and I didn't hear about that. Did he? Look up his back tattoo. Oh. All right. A later time. <laughs> Let me... Is it... Would they have it on, like, Google Images? Google Images. There's there's a his tattoo on his back. He got it right when he divorced Jennifer Garner. Oof. He got a man. tattoo of the Phoenix. It's colorful. It's not going to stay that colorful, but it's colorful. All right. What's he supposed to be saying there? Like he's rising from the ashes after their divorce. So I like he's him, saying right? she's kerosene. Uh, is he? No. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked them together. Yeah. Jen and Jen, well, like they he said in an interview that that's his biggest regret in life is divorcing her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were good. You know who's going out with now that I heard of? Anna de Armas. You know she? Oh, from a. Uh... Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How old is she? She's probably a few years older than us. I don't think it's like that creepy. She She's a little older than us, yeah. Like 30s? Yeah, like late 20s, early oh, okay. 30s probably. But how old yeah. is Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck's probably in his like 50s? late 40s. Yeah, okay. I would say. so. That's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. But um, if, if we're going to kind of jump into just talking about Ben Affleck, we obviously talked about, you know, his struggles outside of movies and all that stuff. But, like, what are what are some roles that he's done that have kind of stuck out to you? And we can even talk about him directing. He's a great director. Before we get into that, I'll, I'll keep that question. I'll answer that right after I make this comment. Mm-hmm. The thing about his drinking is that it's a big reason why he stopped doing Batman. Yes. He said yeah. – I saw an interview with him, and he said that, the day in and day out, like stress and struggles of doing, writing, and directing this mm-hmm. Batman that I that I wanted to do, took such a toll on my life that I just went to the bottle and I just could not take it anymore. Yeah, and I realized at that point that I needed to get help. His, I mean, that's sad to hear. His Batman would have been so cool because we've talked about it before on the show many times, like more than once. Where like his Batman, from what I heard, rumors was again it was supposed to be like the Arkham video games. Him and Arkham fighting all these villains, trying getting locked in there, trying to get out, which is awesome. 
That yeah. sounds so cool. Yeah. And and when you look at the way this Batman's going movie's going now with Robert Pattinson with all these villains and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it seemed like that's kinda of like it would have been the perfect way to do it. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. Matt Reeves is gonna gonna do. Yeah. The, but even like what's weird though is even when Matt Reeves was attached to direct, he was still as Batman. You know? Like he was still signed on as oh, Batman. Oh uh, Ben Affleck was. And you just kinda had this like slog of like no i'm still batman i'm still batman and then it was just very abrupt like he's not doing it anymore which i guess is good like it's good for his health i guess right right so no it's a movie that is probably not going to be talked about as a lot with ben affleck what movie the accountant let's talk well you know what's interesting too is you know who directed the accountant gavin o'connor the guy directed i didn't even know that okay yeah um no that was a good that was a good movie it was good I was thinking of that today on my commute home. Kind of, kind of like, forgettable, but it would exactly. I was like the account. I was like, that was a good movie. I was like, I don't really remember it that well, but it was good. He so, played. He was like autistic in it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like. Oh, it was kind of like the the twenty ten ver twenty tens version of a uh, Google hunting. Maybe you got a got a kid with like this great genius mind he's got math skills but has like a has like a like the different part of his life that just yeah kind of like fights with it like with matt damon it was his the family struggles and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah and the growth and the the way he was raised mm-hmm. with the account it was like he was just autistic i think one thing i remember with the accountant was he did that one thing where like he had that one he like rolled it you know what i'm talking about like some people use it for exercise it was almost like one of those like baking pins, and he just like was, you know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't think. Oh, they're, they're, he uses it, and he's just like using it on like his muscles. Oh, okay. It. Like it's I it, it kind of looks like um like a bread like a bre- like a like a bacon roller or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, right against against his legs or something like that. Yeah, I just remember it was. Yeah, but I just remember that 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 badass scene when he came out with the rifle with the uh, someone stealing the old couple's truck. On their farm, and yeah. he just like is just going off. It's just crazy. Yeah, I Anna Kendrick was really good in that movie too. She was good. John Lithgow, I just remember him being really moody in it. <laughs> um, but when is he? When is he never not moody? Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly they're making a sequel. I'm looking at it right here. Cool. I would see it. Like I think and that, that was not, that was not about the movie. I don't, I don't remember getting that much closure from from the story. Yeah, he connected with his brother. Well, again, spoilers for the accountant, but he connected with his brother, you John Bernthal. And it remember that right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The account. You, you know what's interesting is I feel like he must have seen what Matt Damon was doing with the Bourne movies, and he was like, "Give me that. Like, I want that." Right. And it was like the account. But I would, I would see a sequel to it. But if we can keep going on with some more of his films, obviously one that a lot of people will remember him from is Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a have a significant role in it. He was in there, in there for a little bit. Yeah. But it was, you know, it kind of shows the bond between him and Matt Damon a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're really good yeah, friends. Yeah, they're like really, really close. Yeah. What about, did you ever see The Town? A Town? Dave. Come on. I've seen The Town. We, we saw The Town. It's a great movie. Yeah. I remember you love those nun masks. The numb mess. You know what's funny about that? It was just like a real badass scene. It was like a slow mo widescreen cam shot of the car driving past the cops, and you just see like them wearing the numb mess, just staring at them. I'm like uh, this is great. Yeah. I always 
and th- this isn't necessarily a Ben Affleck thing, but one of one of the takeaways from the town is uh, when John Hamm's like going after Jeremy Renner, and he's just like, "Come out from behind there, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> it, Jeremy Renner was really good in that too. Jeremy Renner was great in that. Yeah, no, the town is is great, and he directed it, and he's um, he's just he's a really good director. What else has he directed? Uh, so he has directed Gone Baby Gone, which I have never seen. I never seen that either. Surprisingly, but I hear it's great. We'll have to reveal it. Yeah, and uh, he's done Argo with the town. Argo, Argo, is great. Argo's good. He was good in it too. And then uh, he did another movie, Live by Night, which I didn't see, but I know it didn't get reviewed too well. It's got a uh, well, six point four isn't like terrible on IMDb, but. What's like? A, what do you consider a good IMDb rating? Honestly, like for me, I think anything over a six six is watchable, and I think a seven is like noticeable. But I think an eight, anything over like a seven point five, I think is like all right. I should like devote some time to watch this. You know, right? No, Matt, we we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Daredevil. Thank you for bringing it up. Because I, I was going to ask you, I was like, Dave, is Batman the only superhero he's ever played? <laughs> I have not seen that Daredevil in the longest time. I think the only good thing that came out of that movie was the song Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Yeah. Electra's going crazy. She's doing all those like ninja things. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Jennifer Garner. That's probably where they met. I wonder if that was where they met. Um, you have Jennifer Garner and then you had... Michael Clark Duncan playing Kingpin, and Colin Farrell playing Bullseye. So, yeah, I. It's a shame what what happened with the Marvel Daredevil, like the the new one. Cause mm-hmm. I really I really like that a lot. Did some cool stuff with them. Yeah, I heard rumors that Hulu was going to try to pick it up. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But Disney Plus would be stupid to not go and try to get that back. Try to get Daredevil. Yeah. They're but it's just, it's just too dark. Yeah. Well, I heard it was either Hulu or FX, but Hulu and FX are like are kind of one right now anyway. Yeah. That first season was cool of Daredevil on Netflix. It season 2 was good too, but I liked the third. The th- it was all good. I liked it all. I never watched the third season. But I really think there's only one other movie that I kind of want to talk about when it comes to Ben Affleck. I mean, we talked about all the major ones, but Gone Girl was a great one too. Gone Girl. Let's talk about it. What what a movie. This is such a good movie. Oh, David on, Fincher, Ben Affleck. On all cylinders, this was a fantastic yeah. movie. I saw it twice in theaters. It was just that good. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. A couple points I want to bring up. So I remember after watching The Way Back, I was like, was that Ben Affleck's best performance? And f- for me, I was like, he was really good in that. I was like, but there's something else that he was really good in. And I thought back to Gone Girl. Gone Girl is his best performance, I think. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he, I'd have to really dissect all of the movies that he's done to come to that. Yeah. I mean, i never seen Pearl Harbor. i never seen it either. Bits and pieces, but i never seen it all the way through. But anything that he's in, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he kind of had a string of kind of movies in the early, like, 2000s where you were just kind of like... Is he a good actor? Is he not? And then he took a break from that. And I think that's when he started directing. You know? 
Do you think he shines more as a director or as an actor? I think more as a director. Like, I think it's... He, some people are kind of questionable on, like, he's that kind of director where it's like, I'm going to direct, I'm going to write, and I'm going to star in it. They just need that he whole, just wants, like, whole thing. He wants creative control. All the, yeah. He's got a lot um, of Scorsese in him. Yeah, I, I similar to that. But I, I think he... Um, he's a really good director and I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but I'm just saying like, I think looking at the movies that he has directed, like the town and Argo. And I know people really like gone baby gone. It's, you know, I think it's pretty good. I think he, the difference between someone that like wants full control and Ben Affleck is that I think Ben Affleck's open-minded. If he's has full control of the open-mindedness that he's going to, going to instill, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and he puts good casts out too. He does, but that—that that is one of the only things is he—he he stars in all his movies, so it's—I don't know. I—I I guess he keeps busy, but and the movies that he doesn't star in, so Gone Baby Gone, he casts his brother in. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Casey Affleck been doing? He was great on SNL when he, last time he was on. He was good on SNL. What has Casey Affleck been up to? Let's look him up. Tower Heist. He was in Tower Heist. It's Oscar winner Casey Affleck. That might be a movie we should we should go back and review. Tower Heist. Forgotten Files. We haven't done one in a while. We should. I guess McGruber was kind of a forgotten file in and of itself. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think with uh, we were talking about with with, ML, with the baseball season coming up, if yeah. it, if it's still happening, God, NBA just canceled on us tonight. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could do a, a baseball forgotten files. I don't know. Do you think they would cancel the MLB season? I saw that you're limiting like locker room. Limiting, limiting the locker rooms, yeah. But with baseball, it's outside. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like I feel like basketball and hockey are so like close contact, versus. <coughs> oh shit! You're right. Twenty three nineteen. Matt, is that Corona? I hope not. I did the I did the Dracula. You that, saw it. You see like the Dracula. Yeah. Okay. The vampire scenes. Right? Uh, <laughs> nice. I remember in grade school, they used to freak out if you didn't do that. Yeah. I felt bad. I was at the library today, and I was sneezing, sniffling. I take the train every day. The train, I, like, that alone, I, I probably should get tested just from being on the train alone. I was going to say. The train's man, gross. Was, yeah. Coronavirus. So the guy that from the jazz that has it two days ago was in a media conference and was joking about having it and was touching all the microphones on the stand and everything like that. He has it. That's an asshole. What a douchebag. Does he, um, is he a starter? He's a, he's a starter. He's a player for him, yeah. Him. I was going to say, like, if he wasn't a starter, I would just be like, all right, let's, let's chill. And what's scary is that, like, baseball, he's a young guy. So it's not just old people now that are getting it. Yeah. That's all you were hearing was old people. What if they put us on a lockdown? Trump wouldn't let us do that. No. Okay, so Dave, what I want to talk about is director Gavin O'Connor. I know nothing about him, so I'm gonna let you take take the the full reins on this part of our discussion because I really I didn't even know he was a person. Yeah, no, you're good. So let's talk about what he has done. So he has done Miracle. Did you ever see Miracle? Oh, the hockey movie. Yeah, it's good. I've seen parts of it. Mm. It's on Disney Plus. 
It is on Disney Plus, so you should, everyone should watch it. Um, you know what I like with Disney Plus? And we might be getting sidetracked here. But how they are able to kind of like differentiate everything. Like if you want to watch late 90s, like Saturday morning cartoons, there's a whole section for that. If you want to watch sports movies, there's a whole section for that. Pixar, Marvel, all that stuff. Um, I think they're trying to work out the specifics of like more content coming on, but it's cool the content that they do have. But yeah, they run they run a tight operation there. Yeah. Imagine not having that job. Like your job is to categorize all of our content. Cool job. Would you have a field day with that? Yeah, I'd have fun. Um, you can edit that out too. I was just. That's I just always thought that was an interesting one. But yeah, no, he had Miracle, and he did a movie called Pride and Glory, with which had uh, Edward Norton, Colin Farrell. That was a great cast right there. That's a good cast. I've never seen it, but um, I guess it's good. Yeah. And then his next movie, which I think is probably his best movie, is Warrior. Did you see Warrior, dude? Is that the boxing movie or the fighting movie? The MMA movie, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I've heard of it. It's it's great. Yeah, so you got um, the premise of it, like Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy, they're two brothers. Joel Edgerton is this like high school teacher, and Tom Hardy is this. Uh, he was in the army. He's a veteran. Comes back, and they both compete in MMA, kind of on the side. Big competition in Atlantic City, and they're the ones that are fighting against each other. Really cool story. It's a good movie. Nick Nolte plays her dad. He's an alcoholic in it. So, a lot of his movies have these themes. <laughs> Do you think Kevin James's like fighting movie was like a spoof of that? Do you think that's where he got the inspiration from? Maybe. I mean, it it's came pretty out, much the whole premise. It came out in a year after. So, I mean, I don't know if Gavin O'Connor is a producer on that. Then that would be interesting. Doesn't look like he is. What's the name of that movie? Here comes the boom, twenty twelve. Uh, that was actually that wasn't supposed to be bad. I've never seen. Here it. comes the like, boom. Yeah, it's a weird title. But... Our next review. <laughs> yeah. Here Forgotten comes the here, here comes the brew. Here comes the brew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he directed the pilot for the Americans. He did Jane Got a Gun, which I never saw, but I knew it went through like production hell. And then he did The Accountant, which we both like. The Accountant was good. Yeah. We talked about it earlier. And The Way Back. So, but you know what's interesting is he was on the, the short list to direct the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. And he dropped out to do this, from what I heard. Probably could have made a lot of money doing that. Big blockbuster, right? Yeah. But, uh... But I guess in terms of, like, quality, I think he made the right decision sticking with uh, The absolutely. Way Back. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think this is a more... I, I mean, when I look at the movies he's done, it's like... There aren't these big budget movies, so I feel like he likes kind of keeping it lower. No, it just hit me, and I'm just going to just go off the wall. This The Way Back reminds me a lot of the movie The Judge with Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. It's just like one of those movies that like I'm going to forget about, but then when you when you like you see it on like TV you or like you're like wow, yeah. that ever that was great. This wasn't bad. It's a good a good one-time screening and yeah. like you're hooked on it. Mm-hmm. You like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. And I think, I guess he likes doing these smaller kind of movies, you know? But, uh, I don't know, man. Do you got any other final thoughts on The Way Back? Uh, 
any of this any I, that we're talking about i'd recommend people to go see it like i and again like i don't i'm not telling you to go rush out to the movie theater to see this one but i will say i mean this is definitely worth a watch you know red box ran it on amazon some shit like that right right yeah so, no i 1000 percent agree with you yeah but what about you dave anything else you want to say about the movie, not not much else. I mean, I think we've we've kind of hit all cylinders with, with what we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to like like give a review without like giving away all the spoilers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So just go out and just watch it, mm-hmm. and then come back and listen to this and get a get a better appreciation for what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll listen. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, check out our social media. We're, we're still up and running. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out our postcardofbrews.blogspot.com. Yes, our website. We have some more content coming your way soon. Like I said, we, yeah. we've all been kind of busy with our personal lives, yeah. and we're just getting back into the swing of things. I know like certain things. Like I think John's working on uh, a uh, Pixar, you know, ranking of all the movies yeah and that's gonna that that's gonna tie into our next episode because we're gonna do the same thing we're gonna talk about onward the new pixar movie and then we're gonna i think we're planning on using john's uh article as like a platform for what for a bigger discussion yeah john might even be on that too yeah if if he's around i'd be more than happy to get him on absolutely so well if if corona's still a thing like you know he he may not have classes yeah he'll be home right I don't know. So, uh, but, with that being said, uh, everybody stay safe. Wash yeah. your hands. Wash your hands. Take all those precautions. You know. Um, Give Tom Hanks a prayer. Absolutely. Keep a thing of hand sanitizer in your car. That's what I've been doing. Do you really? I do. Yeah. I put it in the cup. Holder. That's okay. That's that's you smart. Know, you know that's, what I do for a living. That's smart. You know? yeah. yeah. That's smart. So, that's smart. Yeah. But. All right. Stay safe out there, like we said. And uh, this has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And thanks for watching. (laughs)